At this time, I want to take just a, a few minutes to encourage you. It wouldn't be right for us to get together without opening uh, the scripture and uh, hearing God speak to us through his word. And this is a text that uh, I've been thinking about. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just going to read a couple of verses there in the midst of, of, of Paul's discussion. He's been describing these uh, revelations that God has given him. And then uh, we have the text here. Yeah. So he, he, he continues. He says, to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of these revelations. Uh, a thorn uh, was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Uh, three times he says, I pleaded with the Lord about it, this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, uh, then I am strong. Uh, this is God's word. So, you know, things don't always go as planned, right? Um, I, I was reminded of this last week. I was hurrying to get to my next appointment. And as I came down the stairs from our third floor where our, my study is with my backpack in one hand and a cup of hot uh, coffee in the other hand, um, I failed to see a uh, folder that I had very stupidly placed on one of the steps, right? I was going to take it upstairs when I had a moment. Um, I stepped on this folder and my feet came uh, flying rather dramatically out from under me. Um, and I landed uh, very hard on my uh, back uh, and the hot coffee uh, everywhere. Debbie was downstairs meeting with Sky, our, our, our intern, and they heard a, a, a loud crash and screams and cries of pain and <laughs> chains rattling. And uh, the, the pain was pretty intense. Uh, thankfully, nothing was fractured. Um, but the soft tissue damage and the discomfort uh, it continues. It continues to limit my motion in this uh, and my strength in, in uh, this shoulder. So we're waiting to see how that, that plays out. But that, that relatively minor um, thorn in the flesh affliction uh, has been an occasion for the Lord to remind me of some of what I believe are the most wonderful words in the Bible. My grace is sufficient for you. I think most of us, uh, probably those of you who came to Princeton or maybe even those who went to Wheaton, um, <laughs> most of us probably, <laughs> probably had a Princeton narrative in our heads when we arrived here as freshmen, however long ago that may have been, uh, getting into Princeton was sort of like winning the lottery. It is sort of like winning the lottery. Um, and, and the assumption or, or, or the hope was that 
wow, uh, now that I've gotten into Princeton, everything will go well from, from there, right? Uh, we, we had a plan, um, get good grades, uh, get into that grad school, get uh, a great job, get married, achieve great things, live happily ever after, return to reunions, glorious and triumphant. <laughs> But things don't, don't always go as planned, do they? And, and I think one of the striking and um, un, sometimes unacknowledged themes of these Princeton reunions, uh, there, there's an analogy, I think, to, to Facebook, you know, where everybody, everybody always seems to be enjoying themselves, happy, fulfilled, flourishing, uh, is that reunions is often a, a kind of moment for people to experience this very hard sense that things are not going as I planned. Reunions as existential crisis, right? Why is everyone smiling? I still haven't met that guy. I still haven't met that girl. I I didn't get that job, I assumed. Or, okay, I got the job, but I didn't imagine it would be so boring or so unfulfilling or so exhausting or so soul-numbing. I didn't plan to have this health problem. I didn't expect marriage to be so difficult. I didn't anticipate the heartache that being a parent would bring. I received an email just this week from a dear sister getting older, facing significant difficulties right now, and As she was describing them, she concluded by lamenting, quote, my life did not turn out as I had planned. This isn't what I signed up for. And in this passage from 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says remarkably, I think, that he can be content, that he he can be gladly content, with weakness, physical weakness, apparently is the the thorn in the flesh that he suffered. He can be gladly content with weakness, with, with the insults, with the hardships, with the persecutions, with the calamities, the distressing difficulties, the pressures, the burdens, not because they were part of his plan, not because they were easy to bear, or because they were pleasant, or because they were desirable. Not at all. We don't seek that kind of affliction. Rather, he says he's able to be content with these things. Why? Well, first, he says because he understands, I think, that weakness, this kind of weakness that he's talking about, is better than arrogance. And that God, knowing the danger that is within all of us, the danger of a deep-seated human pride, the danger that we all have of becoming conceited. God is willing in his grace to send us these reminders, these reminders that we are ultimately weak, that we are limited, that we are finite, that we are dependent that we are created. And it is a good thing for us to know that. It is a good thing 
for us to acknowledge that it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. But second, he he understands that God generally only manifests his mighty power through a weak vessel. One writer puts it this way, Christ will not paint on a proud canvas. If it's all about me, if it's all about my brilliance, if it's all about what I've achieved, if it's all about what I've accomplished, what I've done, then where where is the place for God? But when I am weak, then there is room for God to work. And third, Paul understands that the grace of God is enough. It is sufficient. It is all he says I need. God's grace, his favor, his kindness, his loyal, steadfast, patient love, his enduring presence. You know, I thought I needed all this other stuff. I thought I needed that job. I thought I needed that paycheck. I thought I needed all those achievements. But now I know that the grace of God is enough. It's enough for me, more than enough. In the midst of adversity, nothing is more wonderful than coming to know this. In the midst of whatever adversity you are facing right now, there is nothing more wonderful than being able to say, God's grace is enough for me. There's nothing more wonderful than being able to hear the Lord say to you, my grace is sufficient for you right now. And finally, the apostle understands that that the ultimate purpose in these weaknesses and in these difficulties that we face is that these, in our weakness, become an occasion for God to manifest his grace and his power. They become an occasion, yes, for God to send us to our knees to turn us more fully to Christ and to use us in the midst of these afflictions to point others to Christ, who is the one who comforts us in all of our afflictions. Now, things don't always go as planned. We may suffer physically. People may speak all kinds of evil against us. They may disrespect our faith in Christ our circumstances might be very difficult. And in one sense, those are all bad things. But in another sense, those are good things. It's a good thing if if those weaknesses bring us to rest in the sufficiency of God. It's a good thing if those circumstances keep us from the arrogancy of self-sufficiency and pride. It's a good thing if these difficulties remind us of our fundamental weakness. It's a good thing if these experiences turn us away from ourselves 
away from our plans to God, to his plans, to his will. It's a good thing tonight if it reminds us that Princeton, yes, Princeton, will pass away, but that God will endure forever. The best and the truest strength only comes when we are weak. My grace is enough for you. May this be our story. May this be our song. Amen.